Beatrix Potter, the tale of Tom Kitten and Jemima Puddle Duck. Once upon a time, there were three little kittens, and their names were Mittens, Tom Kittens, and Moppet. They had dear little coats of their own, and they tumbled about the doorstep and played in the dust. I do wish Miss Twitchit would keep her kittens in order, quacked Jemima Puddle Duck. One day their mother, Miss Tabitha Twitchit, expected friends to tea, so she fetched her kittens indoors to wash and dress them before her visitors arrived. First she scrubbed their faces, and then she brushed their fur. Stay where you are, you two, she warned, and she dressed mittens and moppet in clean pinafortes. Then it was Tom's turn. Goodness me, Tom, I had not realized quite how much you have grown. Oh dear, oh dear, sighed Miss Tabitha Twitchit. We'll just have to make the best of it. She sewed the buttons back on again, and Tom was squeezed into his best suit. Now keep your frocks clean, children, said Miss Tabitha Twitchit. You must walk on your hind legs, keep away from the dirty ash pit, and from the pigsty, oh, and the puddle ducks she continued. Then she let the kittens out into the garden to be out of the way. Let's climb up the rockery and sit on the garden wall, suggested Moppet eagerly. Moppet's white tucker fell down into the road. Never mind, she said. We can fetch it Nate later. Now where's Tom? He's still down there, said Mittens, pointing to the rockery below them. Come along, Tom, hurry yourself up, Mittens called. Tom was all in pieces when he reached the top of the wall. His hat fell off and the rest of his buttons burst. While Mittens and Moppet tried to pull him together, there was a pit-pat paddle-pat and the three puddle ducks came along the road. They stopped and stared up at the kittens. Then they caught sight of the kittens' clothes laying at the bottom of the wall. But Mr. Drake put Tom's clothes on himself. It is a very fine morning, he said, and he and Jemima and Rebecca, puddle duck, set off up the road, keeping step, pit-pat, Paddle Pat. Rather fetching, don't you agree, Jemima? asked Rebecca as she tried on Tom's hat. Mittens laughed so much that she fell off the wall. Moppet and Tom followed her down. Come and help me to dress, Tom, said Moppet to Mr. Drake Puddle Duck. Then Miss Tabitha Twitchit came down the garden path and saw her kittens on the wall with no clothes on. Oh my goodness, she gasped. Just look at you. My friends will arrive any moment and you are not fit to be seen. I am affronted. 
Straight to your room and not one sound do I wish to hear, she ordered. When Miss Tabitha Twitchett's friends arrived, I am sorry to say she told them that her kittens were in bed with the measles, which was not true. Dear, dear, what a shame, the poor souls, exclaimed Henrietta. But the kittens were not in bed, not in the least. At the tea party, strange noises were heard from above. You did say they were poorly, didn't you, Tabitha, dear? Asked Cousin Ribby curiously. As for the puddle ducks, they went into a pond. The clothes and all came off because there were no buttons. And they have been looking for them ever since. Indeed, Jemima was not better at finding things than she was at hiding them. She had often tried to hide her eggs, but they were always found and carried off. No one believed that Jemima had the patience to sit on her eggs. Poor Jemima became quite desperate. I will hatch my own eggs if I have to make a nest right away from the farm, she said. So one fine spring afternoon, Jemima put on her best bonnet and shawl and set off. Jemima landed in a clearing in the middle of a wood. She began to waddle about in search of a nesting place, when suddenly she was startled to find an elegantly dressed gentleman reading a newspaper. Madam, have you lost your way? he inquired politely. Oh no, Jemima exclaimed. I'm trying to find a convenient, dry nesting place so that I may sit on my eggs. Is that so? Indeed. How interesting. As to a nest, there is no difficulty. I have a sack full of feathers in my woodshed, said the bushy, long-tailed gentleman. He opened the door to show Jemima. You will be in nobody's way. You may sit there as long as you like, he assured her. Goodness, thought Jemima. I've never seen so many feathers in one place. Very comfortable, though, and perfect for making my nest so warm, so dry. The sandy-whiskered gentleman promised to take great care of Jemima's nest until she came back again the next day. Nothing I love better than eggs and ducklings. I should be proud to see a fine nestful in my woodshed. Oh, what would be a finer sight? Jemima Puddle Duck came every afternoon and laid nine eggs in the nest. The foxy gentleman admired them immensely. At last, Jemima told the gentleman she was ready to sit on her eggs until they hatched. Madam, he said, before you commence your tedious sitting, I intend to give you a treat. Let us have a dinner party all to ourselves. May I ask you to bring some herbs from the farm garden to make, um, a savory omelet? I will provide lard for the stuffing. I mean, omelet. Jemima Puddle Duck was a simpleton 
she quite unsuspectingly went round, nibbling snippets of all the different sorts of herbs that are used for stuffing roast duck. What are you doing with those onions? asked Kep, the collie dog. And where do you go every afternoon by yourself? Jemima told him the whole story. Now exactly where is your nest? inquired Kip suspiciously. Jemima went up the cart road for the last time and flew over the wood. When she arrived, the bushy, long-tailed gentleman was waiting for her. Come into the house just as soon as you've looked at your eggs, he ordered sharply. Jemima had never heard him speak like that. She felt surprised and uncomfortable. While Jemima was inside, she heard pattering feet round the back of the shed. She became much alarmed. Oh, what shall I do, she worried. A moment afterwards, there were the most awful noises. Barking, growls, and howls, squealing, and groans. And I think that is the last we will see of that foxy whiskered gentleman, said Kip. Unfortunately, the puppies had gobbled up all of Jemima's eggs before Kip could stop them. There, there, Jemima, comforted Kip. I'm afraid it's just in the nature of things. Best make our way home to the farmyard where you belong, my dear. Poor Jemima Puddleduck was escorted home. Jemima laid some more eggs in June, and she was allowed to keep them herself, but only four of them hatched. She said that it it was because of her nerves, but she had always been a bad sitter. And that is the end.